What's up, everybody? Dr. Lee Thomas here at Be Aligned Health. Um, we're here to bring you just some great information and help you move to a better level of health. Uh, on the show today, we're going to talk specifically about inversion tables. It's a question I get asked a lot by my patients. Are inversion tables good to use? Are they helpful? Um, you know, what can I do if I have you know lower back problems? If I have compressed discs, what are the things that I can do to get myself ahead of that and get myself to a good high functional level where I can? be active and play sports and, and really get long-term relief. So um, before we get started on the show today, thanks for listening. And if you have more questions, you can visit us online at BeAlignedHealth.com or you can visit us at any of our handles at BeAlignedHealth. So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We've got a large library as well on YouTube. So there's a lot of different venues where you can find us. So uh, patients ask me this question all the time, how does inversion therapy help? And I'm going to start with saying this. Um, I think that whenever it comes down to, and if you think about it, uh, compression is one of the things that gets all of us. So there's something that pulls on all of us all day long, and that is, bum, 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 gravity. Gravity is constantly pulling down on us. If you think about it, our whole life's job is to keep ourselves off the ground, you know what I mean? To keep ourselves up and moving. So as we're born, we start to develop these healthy arcs or curvatures in our spine that help our body resist the forces of gravity. So if you think about it, by the time that you're two years old, you should have three really healthy arcs or curves in your spine. As babies in utero, we're born with really no curves. We're in a fetal position, which is, you know, head tucked between our knees. You know, we're in the brace for impact position. And so we really don't develop those arcs and curves until we start being able to pull ourselves off of gravity. So from the age of zero to six months, we develop a curve in our neck. From six to 12 months, we develop a curve in our middle back. Once we start walking, you know, around one year, from one to two years, that's when we develop the lumbar curve in our spine. So, you know, if you think about it, by the time that you're two years old, you should really have an overall healthily arced position to your spine. So those healthy arcs can help your body withstand the forces of gravity. So most experts agree that a healthily aligned spine should last anywhere from 120 to 130 years in, in good position. So, as we talk about compression on the spine and, and if decompression or inversion therapy works, what you kind of have to understand is that if our spine's in a good position, it should naturally act more like a spring. Okay. So what happens? How do we go from a society where if we have a healthy spinal alignment and we know this, that we should live 130 years, how is it that we lead the world in the number one cause of disability, which is back problems? right? So the number one reason people become disabled in the U.S. is from back issues. The number two reason people become disabled in the U.S. is from arthritis and complications of arthritis, which commonly is linked to the spine. Um, the number three cause of disability is heart disease. And the number four cause of disability is neck problems. So three out of the top four causes of disability in the U.S. are caused by problems with our back. And, uh, and it's like, how do we go from having that much information on what's healthy and good for our body to also being the same society that struggles with it at higher rates than ever. You know, it's it's the daily lifestyle things that we're doing. So do I think traction decompression is awesome? Absolutely. But I think in the same breath that we'll talk about those solutions and action steps, we got to think about not compressing our spine on a daily basis as well. Sitting, computer work, all of those things put a lot of stress on our spine. And so the first thing that happens whenever we start to develop disc problems, compressed discs, lower back problems, sciatica, radicular pains, normally is that we start shifting our spine out of its normal alignment, either from a massive trauma, you know, we get in a car accident, we fall, 
could even be younger in age, or we have a progressive overload trauma where we're literally damaging our spine on a daily basis, whether that be from sitting, computer work, repetitive jobs. One of those two things happens. So before we even get to the point that we have compression on our spine or need some type of decompression, inversion, therapies like that, um, we got to realize that a lot of times we're the ones who are causing that problem to ourselves. So do I think inversion tables can be good? Absolutely. There's a lot of studies that are actually out there that promote the benefits of traction or of inversion. There's a 2021 study that came out of the Journal of Physical Therapy Sciences um, in November of 2021 that showed that the two-year surgery rate in, uh, in an inversion patients was significantly lower than control groups, meaning people who didn't do that. So we know that you know you can reduce your risk of surgery by working on decompressing your spine. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it. The best way I could describe it though is this, and, and we take a lot of patients through what is called corrective chiropractic care in our office, where we're essentially working on breaking down the misalignments that are in their spine, any type of scar tissue adhesions and realigning their spine. What I would tell you, and the important thing to understand is that traction alone, inversion, decompression, those are all kind of in the same sense, something that's pulling your spine apart. That that alone is not the only thing that is going to align you or help you properly. Okay. I'll give you an extreme example of it. In some cases, if that's all you're doing, it could actually make you worse. So here's an extreme example. Let's say a patient in my office or, or you are someone who has scoliosis in your spine. Well, naturally, someone with scoliosis in their spine is going to have really um, like tight muscles kind of locking and holding their spine together. Why? Well, your spine's out of balance when it comes to gravity. So your spine, the curve in your spine wants to get progressively worse over time. So that's why your muscles are so tight. So if you were to take a person in that instance, and if you had scoliosis and you were at home and you were using an inversion table, or if you came into our office and we did decompression or traction adjustments on you and loosened your spine up, if we did nothing to strengthen the muscles around it, a loosened spine would then unfortunately progressively get worse. So there's a time when the coin can flip and it can kind of go the opposite direction. And instead of inversion helping you, it can hurt you. And so what you have to understand is that using inversion or traction or decompression, that should be used as an entire protocol to work on getting you better. Okay. So when you think about the spine, there is alignment that's vitally important. So how your pelvis is aligned, how your lumbar, thoracic, cervical spine is aligned all the way up and down, whether you have the presence or loss of the arcs in the side of your spine, all of those things need to be taken into account as well as the compressive forces that are on it. So a lot of patients come into our office who have compression, who have discompression, or they have bulging discs in their spine, and we use traction as a vital component of their care. If someone has a shift in their spine, a misalignment in their pelvis, if they have a curve in their spine where there shouldn't be one, like in your lumbar spine where if your spine should be straight and there is a curvature, that is a problem that we need to work on correcting in addition to decompressing the spine. And if we leave that alone and don't do it, someone might have limited results or not get better at all. Or in the condition of someone who has like an advanced scoliosis, they may progressively get worse. So you can always... Um, think about traction as a way to help benefiting the spine because most people are going to benefit from traction. But the other questions you have to answer are what are the other things that I can do around it to work on truly getting my spine to hold a better alignment and a better position? You know, traction is part of it. Traction is the warm-up. How do you strengthen your spine after that? So that's why, you know, in our office, whenever we take care of patients, 
anytime you're having spinal issues, whether it's disc problems, whether it's herniated discs, whether it's bulging discs, whether it's poor posture, whether it's arthritis, whether it's stiffness, whether you're just being preventative and trying to get ahead of those problems, because postural and ergonomic issues are so, so prevalent in the US, and I only see technology making this problem worse over the next few decades, you have to really dig in and understand your body and your spine the best. So I think the, the best way you can understand how to help yourself is to first work on getting assessed. Take x-rays of your spine, have someone assess them to underst- who understands spinal biomechanics, who understands proper alignment, who can help you understand how a misalignment might shift the discs or cause arthritis in certain areas to progress. And then work on putting together a comprehensive protocol, both care if you need it in our office or in a, in a chiropractic office, especially a corrective one, or and or the right rehab to do at home. So what's the right process to do at home? What's the right chair to sit in? What's the right type of warm-up protocol to get your spine loose? What are the right isometric exercises to retrain your spine to hold itself in a better position? And what are the proper cool-down or setting exercises that can help mold and hold your spine in a better place? When you start to put all of those things together, you start to get a really good understanding of the things you need to be doing on a daily basis to work on keeping your body healthy. And I think spinal care, make no mistake, is something that we should be observant of and participating in on a daily basis. If three out of the top four causes of disability in the US are caused in large part by the health and alignment of the spine, those being back issues, neck issues, arthritis, then it's something that we really need to be diligent on and staying ahead of. Because, and I know this personally, I have two herniated discs in my lower back. I know that if my spine is in a bad alignment, uh, and my and my discs slip or they go out or they aggravate themselves, it is extremely challenging for me to be a productive member of society, for me to take care of my kids, for me to be active, for me to be helpful to my wife, for me to be able to take care of patients. You know, so I've got to be healthy myself first. Hope this is helpful for you guys. Is a question that a lot of my patients have to get answered for you. If you guys have any more questions about your spine or your health, or you want to come into our office, you can find all the details about us online. You can check us out at BeelineHealth.com, or you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, or on YouTube by our handle at Health. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.